Welcome to Health Affairs This Week. I'm Vibran Watt. And I'm Jessica Bylander. Well, Jessica, we're at the end of Women's History Month. And I would just like to say on behalf of the staff at Health Affairs, happy Women's History Month. Thank you. I I mean, I love this month. I love that we're highlighting the work of women scholars on Twitter. I know we're using the hashtag women in history to elevate the voices of women authors who've published with us in the past, some really seminal work. So this was an initiative you came up with. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that when I came into health affairs, I really thought that it was very important to really highlight those voices in those communities that I feel as though do not get enough recognition. This year in 2021, we started with Black History Month, you know, highlighting those voices. Then we moved on to March with Women's History Month. And then you'll see throughout the year that we will highlight other populations that do not get the deserved recognition. And so what we did, we went through our list of women authors and took out quotes from them just to highlight their work and just to say, we appreciate you, we hear you, and just thank you for contributing to health affairs. Yeah, I've been watching the hashtag and the response from researchers has been great. The responses have been awesome. I, I mean, there was a response where one researcher was talking about how every night she teaches her daughter about the contributions that women make to the field of science and that she felt just honored to be considered as one of those. And she reshared that tweet uh, multiple times. But, yeah. but but there were so many women who were highlighted, including our own Jess Bylander, who was highlighted on our website for her work that she's doing in the equity space. So, so Jess, thank you. Thank you. And so one of the researchers we highlighted was Sarah Rosenbaum, who put out a great piece with her colleagues this week on the blog. So she takes a closer look at several provisions in the new stimulus package, so including COVID coverage and treatment mandates, but also the new option for states to increase Medicaid postpartum. So that's a huge initiative that people have been calling for to um, increase postpartum Medicaid up to 12 months instead of just cutting people off at 60 days. We know from past research that the option could really decrease how much women churn between having insurance and not having insurance after pregnancy. So we'll stay tuned to see how many states adopt that option, but very exciting development in the new stimulus package. Yeah, and and Jess, that is very important. Because as we know, the study shows that the U.S. has the highest rates of maternal death. And so to really put that into the stimulus package was really, really a big deal. And maybe you also passed along a super interesting article about COVID vaccination in pregnant women and some of the findings there. Yeah. So interesting, uh, an article came out this week that women who were vaccinated during pregnancy are able to pass along the COVID antibodies to their babies. This is, I will say, this is a preliminary study. People who received either the Moderna or Pfizer vaccine during pregnancy were able to pass the antibodies along to their baby, either via blood from the umbilical cord or via breast milk. And something interesting, Jess, was that, you know, that they also found that even women who took one dose of the two doses were able to pass some antibodies on, but, you know, not, you know, to the amount of of the fully vaccinated women. 
Yeah, I was, I'm so fascinated by that. I know pregnant and lactating women were excluded from the initial COVID vaccine trials, um, which is pretty standard to exclude pregnant women from clinical research trials. But researchers have begun studying vaccinated women who go on to become pregnant. I also saw in February that Pfizer and BioNTech be, began a clinical trial of their vaccine in pregnant women specifically in the second and third trimester. So that's huge. And another thing is the CDC is encouraging pregnant women who have received the COVID-19 vaccine because a lot of them are opting to just go ahead and get vaccinated to enroll in something called vSafe. So that's a smartphone tool that uses text messaging and web surveys to find out, you know, how they're doing, checking in, seeing what's what's going on with them after vaccination. And so interestingly, they're so far not showing any difference in miscarriage or other pregnancy complications or neonatal outcomes for vaccinated people who are pregnant. You know, I was reading this story and they did highlight this in several other articles was that does this provide complete immunity to the baby? And the answer is they don't know right now. So they're still researching it, as I said, in the preliminary trial. So we'll just have to see if this is offers complete immunity to the baby. Well, on that note, we'll wrap up. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Health Affairs This Week. I'm Jess Bylander. And I'm Gabriel Watts. If you like this episode, subscribe and tell a friend. Talk to you next time. Thanks. <laughs>